What up, fatties? Welcome to the first edition of Ketchup Light. Ketchup Light? We've built our ketchup name on long, in-depth conversations with amazing guests. Ketchup Light aims to keep that same quality, but for sometimes more timely stories that we can push out to you guys through the perspective of our Food Beast writers. And when it makes sense, special guests will come on as well. Is Ketchup Light because I told you that my brother personally complained to me because I recommended to him a two-hour, two-part, sorry, three-hour episode with the founder of the Boba Guys. Uh, yeah, and then also my girlfriend broke up with me over that episode. So, I mean, <laughs> like, we, sometimes you just need a quick 10-minute podcast briefing on what's happening in the food world. So, Ketchup Light is here for you guys. We hear you. Um, we hope you enjoy this version of the Ketchup, and as always... Comment, subscribe, let us know what you like or don't like. We love you either way. And let us know your IG handle when you leave that comment. Yeah, I'm going to find you guys. Run that intro. Welcome to the catch-up. Introducing your hosts. Eli Aruth. Editor. And Jeffrey Kutnick, CEO, and apparently the only guy who takes this podcast seriously. Of the craziest, most bestest, news-breaking, food-porn-peddling, viral website on the dot-coms. It's crazy when your future is decided by an algorithm. Dude, this pizza is fucking crazy! There's not one person in this entire world that believes you. Alright, and welcome to the catch-up. Alright, so this year has been big for fast food and plant-based meats. The vegan wave really is real. Seemingly every big fast food chain has picked either Beyond Meat or Impossible Foods as the provider for their alternative meat. Yeah, so we saw Carl's Jr. and Hardee's. They used Beyond Meat and the Beyond Famous Stars. Burger King used Impossible Foods and that big Impossible Whopper launch. One of my favorite integrations was Del Taco because they kicked off Mexican vegan options. They used Beyond Meat crumbles and the tacos and also eliminated turkey because of it. I was a pretty big fan of the turkey, but I see why they eliminated that. But Beyond Meat has permeated throughout the rest of that pretty much entire menu. And then there's Taco Bell, which is seemingly the last, but one of the biggest fast food brands around, and they haven't announced anything vegan. Like, mum is the word from them. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons why they weren't necessarily on our 2019 like fast food game changers list. If you haven't listened to that episode, really good episode. Mm -hmm. They've repackaged a vegetarian menu, I feel like a couple of times, but nothing that was completely plant-based, nothing completely vegan. Until today, where we got an exclusive out of Taco Bell headquarters, which is actually down the street from our office. Producer Izzy, hi. Actually, he did a quick site visit inside the T-Bell mothership. And initially, you went there because you wanted to try out some international Taco Bell items. Um, you were tasting a few different things. And during that visit, you spotted an oat-based meat. So you tried it, and now I want to hear everything. All right, so they were super casual about this. They made it seem like it was just, oh, yeah, here we go. Like here, we have our own plant-based thing that we've been working on for like the past year. Mm-hmm. And like there were maybe five or six media members, no one said a thing. What? And I'm just like, y'all aren't hearing the same thing I'm hearing? I was like, 
they're not using beyond or impossible they actually went out and made their own propri proprietary meat like that's huge right it's huge man that's like patties out of quaker oats yeah so so me, me and costa actually went uh earlier this year where we thought they were going to announce something like this because we they told us hey like we want to introduce our vegetarian menu to you and we're like oh okay sick let's check it out we go we try their vegetarian menu it's like everything was like bean rice base or like just whatever was already on their menu just kind of packaged in a way that sounded more vegetarian mm -hmm. and we we're like that's that's not really really what we thought was going to happen but cool that's your vegetarian menu not to pat myself on the back here but in that in that game fast food game changers podcast i mean i've specifically said the only realistic reason it makes sense for a behemoth like taco bell to not use one of these products is because they're developing something proprietary and then bam developing something proprietary so yeah. i feel i feel you know i feel i feel a little so little something something feel, feel a little good about that and oat based like i i don't know about you guys but this is the first time i've ever heard of oat based or pooled oat meats yeah but apparently yeah, never heard of it. it's it's apparently it's big in finland which is where they first started it um so we were there at taco bell uh this time it was hunter and i and they're like hey the first thing we're going to show you guys are these pulled oat tacos. And I'm like, what are pulled oat tacos? Like, is the shell made out of oats or what are they talking about? Sounds so, like it's going to be sweet. Yeah. And I, when I realized that pulled oats was their meat, I was like blown away. I was like, yo, you guys have your own meat now. Like you don't need beyond. Mm. You don't need impossible. And like, it was good. What are pulled oats? I don't know exactly what it is, but the, I mean, as far as what I tried there, mm. it was, it was a different texture than you get from Beyond and Impossible because Beyond and Impossible, you get that, um, I guess more ground meat type of texture. This felt more like an actual pulled pork or pulled meat type of thing. Mm. Um, some similar to what you get from like jackfruit, I say is the best comparison. I mean, when you when you when you bit into that taco, texturally, what 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 did you think? Like taste aside, texturally first. Uh, the first thing I thought it it felt like pulled pork. I think that's the the closest thing that that felt to it. So it it was definitely a definitely a different consistency than their regular tacos because actually their regular tacos usually taste like kind of ground beef. So you would think they would go kind of a beyond impossible type of route but it's actually a little bit of a different taste which I, I didn't mind i thought i thought it tasted fairly good it still tasted like taco bell because they're using their seasonings in your so article you mentioned that the meat consists of oats fava beans and yellow peas so it's cool that they're bringing in some legumes they're bringing in the oats yeah 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 and they're getting that's where a lot of the protein's coming from did you hear anything about taco bell bringing this oat-based meat and, and taco into the u.s so they didn't exactly say that they would be bringing it to the u.s um and i knew if i asked them they weren't going to actually say anything so i kind of asked questions that would kind of lean in toward maybe like there's a possibility and i asked them i asked the head the head chef of of culinary for that was there and he was introducing all the items to us and i asked him do you think it can actually translate to a U.S. market. How do you think it would do that? And he said, never say never. 
mm. which makes me feel like yo it's super possible like he didn't sh completely shut it down he said never say never he says that it's possible that it can work well taco bell is a place where you can look at what they're doing internationally right because like their nacho fries which is one of the biggest yeah, yeah. new menu item things that taco bell has done in the company's history like, yeah and the most successful, successful lto that they've had in their history because consumers were adding to their order and getting fries on top of everything else and i mean that started internationally which was just a given internationally like they had the fries on the menu it was something that internationally everyone just had an option like it was there already it wasn't like here where it suddenly came a few years ago it was like already in the market there and transitioned over here to the U.S. So that's one example of something that started internationally and still was successful when it transferred over to the U.S. I guess the flip side, though, is that there's a ton. I mean, we've covered a, a ton of international Taco Bell items that don't necessarily come to the U.S. either, right? So yeah. from tortilla waffle cones in Kuwait to the crepe quesadillas in Colombia, not just Taco Bell, but it feels like a lot of quick service restaurant brands use innovation in different ways uh, across the world. And first, because they're different markets that want different things, but it always feels like they go a little bit wilder in international markets, maybe because there's less locations or less pressure or there's less of a rollout. If you had to, based on your conversation, is if you had to guess if this oat, meat would hit the u.s in the next 12 months what would your gut say i would say in the next 12 months it'd be silly if they didn't at least start testing it in their their markets i mean you have to i'm there there's other restaurants huge restaurants del taco is already doing it um even mcdonald's has been testing it so like they i don't think they can afford to fall that behind within the next year they gotta at the very least be testing it or trying to see if they can take that type of recipe because i know it's it's big in finland and it's probably a thing that's maybe a little easier accessible in finland and that's why they've been doing it in the in the in the overseas market but uh they said by summer 2020 they expect it to be across all of europe and if it's going to be distributed that widely there's there's got to be a pretty big chance that they do it here in the u.s at least to a minimal testing amount yeah, and I'm, I mean, I'm wondering too because, you know, we're seeing a ton of product development related to oats. So oat milk is obviously having its time in the spotlight because of like dairy alternatives. Um, we, we even helped launch an oat milk energy drink like earlier this year. So it feels like oats are, are having a moment and they're still tied to the quote unquote better for you ingredient. So I'm, I'm curious about this does feel like it would be a fresh take that I mean, because the biggest criticism that I see that are coming out of anyone launching beyond and impossible right now is are you essentially just like, yes, it is vegan. Yes, it is helping the environment. But is it so processed that you're not you're not really like replacing anything from a health perspective? You might be helping the environment. You might be cutting down red meat intake but jury's still out about what this is actually going to do to ourselves and our body. I think that's the biggest advantage Taco Bell has in terms of doubling down on this particular product, on the outrageous, and I haven't even tried it, I wish I was there. But the idea that you can explain in three ingredients what's in this thing, oats, legumes, 
right yellow peas stuff like that you can say it you understand it there's no fear of the unknown and i think that's what taco bell may have been waiting for where exactly like the beyond meat you don't exactly know what's in there same with impossible foods yes it's vegan yes it's good for the environment as jeff said but this might be what taco bell was waiting on the wings for so whether it's this outrageous product or something else that they're going to try i feel like this is a cool step forward. This might have been what they were waiting for. But I, if I had to put my money down, like I'd like to see it tried somewhere else. Again, we found those nacho fries back in the day at a location in Newport Beach, a stray Taco Bell. And then a few short months later, it was nationwide. So I don't know. That's real exciting. And I think that showcase that we went to was on purpose because mm. there was not a lot tied to it other than hey look what we're doing overseas kind of thing and that's kind of how they package the visit for us to go over like hey these are a few new things that we've tried this year come check it out they didn't say that it was launching anywhere else they didn't say that ba- it was basically like hey check it out and I, I think it was on purpose so that we can kind of get a hint like yo some of these things might be start might start being tested over here and i I think that's why they had us there i I think they're low-key even though they didn't show it that day i think low-key they're very excited to bring something that that is their own their own meat to the table and bring it to the u.s eventually they can own it and they can own the amount that they put out they're not subjected to the whims of like a beyond meat sourcing impossible food sourcing or whatever third-party brand that is they can make as much or as little of this as they want based on their own sourcing i think that's what makes it so strong and gives them that ability to completely control the product yeah and i'm wondering if we're going to see a different launch and test scenario because obviously yum brands with with kfc tested the beyond chicken Mm. i believe it was in florida right yeah and or atlanta or wherever it was southeast um, and you know, it was a big media hoorah with like lines around the block cause it's a single location serving up beyond fried chicken. But in my opinion, I think there's kind of a limitation on the hype now with showcasing beyond an impossible in a one location style tactic. Like it's not novel I, anymore. I think if they really want to do this right, they will find a way to test it. They will know that it's it, it, it. And then they'll debut it because mm. I think if they debut it nationally, it's going to, there's a ton of people that'll try it kind of all at once, but you know, we'll stay tuned to foodbeast.com to see how this story develops. Cool guys. That does it for today's episode. And if you don't give a shit about Taco Bell, here's some other food news to tell your friends about real quick. Pringles is collaborating with everyone's favorite wonky cartoon, Rick and Morty. So coming soon to a store and subsequent mouths near you is a Pickle Rick flavored Pringles can. The full story is up on foodbeast.com. And subscribe to our email newsletter at foodbeast.com for breaking news. Yep. Yep. Hope you guys enjoy this episode of Catch Up Light. Tweet us at FoodBeast. And again, every comment means the world to us in that Apple Podcast store. And tell us what you think about Taco Bell's new oat-based vegan protein, y'all. See you next week. See you next week. Thank you, guys.